It's time for another edition of the Sports Chumps on 88.1 FM, W-E-L-H. Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity... Seize everything you ever wanted One moment Did you capture it? Just let it slip Yo, yo Welcome back to the Sports Chumps, episode 24, the Thanksgiving edition. We are live on 88.1 FM, WELH, Providence. My name is Mikey Nails. My broadcast partner is Dean the Dream. Welcome back, Dean. Welcome back to this wonderful holiday week that we're going to have. I hope that your week went well. And um, we're going to discuss what happened uh, in your week toward the end of the show. But from what I understand, everything went smooth out there. Couple of raindrops. Other than that, everything went well. Yeah, thank you for having me back. It's good to be here. I mean, let me tell you something. Love being away, but once you're back in your own house, in your own elements, in your own city, in your own town, there's nothing like being home. As much as I did enjoy myself. Yes, Rhode Island is home. Cranston. Oh, we're in Johnston actually. Johnston, yeah, Johnston. is home. We're but, in the cave. Go yeah, ahead. Go yeah, ahead. No, it's just it's just when you're away, it's like the, you don't have a worry in the world. You forget everything that you left behind. But like. After seven, eight days, it was an eight-day trip. It's like, okay, I'm ready to go home. And, of course, that last day, it's awful because you hate the travel and the little bit of a layover we had. So, But we get through it, and I'm just I'm just happy to be back to the grind. Of course, back to work on Friday. And um, this Thanksgiving week is, this is a week that we, gave, we give thanks, pretty much, you know, to everything that for, for being as lucky as we are just to be here. Yes. Is a, it's going to be a good week. Uh, you're going to be at your mom, spending it with your mom and yes. your brother. Yes. It's awesome. Yes. I'm going to be uh, with my mom, spending it with my family. It's going to be good. a good time. Good. Um, and we, 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 right now, we're, uh, we're going to get through the holidays. It's going to be a tough year on my end. I'm sure it's going to be a tough yeah. year on your end. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you're, when you're, when, when you're with the ones that care about you and will do anything for you, it's always a good, te- it's always a good thing. You're going to reminisce about the past, but... You guys are going to get through and just have a good time. I just always hope that everyone has someone because I just, I always, I don't want to dwell on the negative, but I just, it always bothers me when I feel like that certain people don't have anybody and I don't think anybody should have nobody. Well, every, everybody should have someone. Yeah. Every year I try to invite somebody that doesn't have anybody to my house. Uh, yeah. I can't invite the world if I could, I would. These are different times now, but uh, it just hope, let's just hope that everybody's yeah. in a good place yeah. because it is a time of thanks and and giving and it's just you know we we of course we'd like to be able to give and uh and make people happy around us so just stay close to the people that you know that that you care about so uh Dean and I from the sports chumps to everybody out there listening on WELH or on our podcast we want to wish everybody a happy holiday week and a happy thanksgiving well put brother all right so let's start the show we're going to start talking and FL. We're going to start with the Patriots. Patriots 25, Dirty Birds. Bubble, zero. Circular file, nothing. Patriots defense looked nasty against the Falcons. Uh, what's your opinion on the on the defense? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, if you want to be negative Nelly and start to say, well, they really haven't. Here we go again. Have they played anybody the last few weeks? I don't care. This defense is clicking. You saw Kyle Viannoy the other night look like the Kyle Viannoy of his first stint with the Patriots. Tackles everywhere, coming off the edge. Matt Judon. Complete stud. You asked me a couple of weeks ago if he was worth the money. No brainer. He's been terrific. Um, uh, Dante Hightower looks like he's got a little hop in his step too as a linebacker. He looked like he was going after Matt Ryan the other day like he did in the 28-3 Super Bowl coming from behind a few years ago against the Falcons. Yes. So this this defense is clicking. Devin McCourty with a pick in the game. Um, and, and the Patriot defense, of course, giving up 13 points the last three games. I don't care who it's against. 
that's impressive. Patriots five wins in a row, I believe. Five wins. They're hot right now, and of course, of course, not the scoreboard watch, but it hasn't it hasn't uh, hurt the mentality and the in the uh, the buzz around New England in Foxborough to see Buffalo drop a couple, and the Patriots are now a half a game up in the AFC East. That's it's a beautiful thing. Mac Jones threw a 19-yard pass to Nelson Aguilar, and uh, for the game's only offensive touchdown. And the defense really took care of the rest at the end of the day. That they, they blanketed the Falcons 25-0 last Thursday night. I mean, it was, an, it was a great win. Fifth straight win. We just, we just said that. Yeah. Playoff bound. As you said, if they go, if they, if they go 500 or if they, they – Yeah, 500 the rest they, of the way. They, it's they're, 10. they're going to the playoffs. It's 10. I mean at – the At the beginning of the season, I was degrading Belichick, saying the only – he needs to prove himself. Yeah. And the only way he's going to do that is if he wins a Super Bowl without – Brady, and then we'll end all conversation about him, and let's hope we can get there. And of course, Mac Jones in this game, 22 for 26 for 207 in that touchdown, aforementioned touchdown to Nelson Aguilar, but uh, of course he did throw a bad pick in the, I believe it was the third quarter, but again, here comes the defense, and, and picks Mac up, doesn't allow it to cost them points, they make a play on defense, and of course, the rest is history, and the Patriots defense takes this game home, and win this game going away, 25 donut. Longest winning streak since an 8-0 start in 2019, the last and final year of Tom Brady. Yeah, and of course, that year, everybody thought that they had this great defense. They're going to win on defense. We knew Brady didn't have the playmakers around him on offense, but they figured with that defense, they'd be great. I think that 8-0 start was against some weaker teams, and as the Patriots down the stretch that season started to play better teams, you saw that defense get exposed for what it was, an overrated defense. I like the way this defense is growing right now. I think this defense could be could be for real. Well, it seems to me they are for real. Yeah. Just the schedule's going to get a I'm just well, saying these next yeah, few weeks. Yeah. I, listen, I'm yeah. still guarded a little bit. I Listen, they could go out and we're going to talk about the upcoming game yep. on Sunday, but I believe that win or lose, this team is going to be in the hunt down the stretch. And these, these next six games, this is where usually when Belichick's teams, November and December, start to play good football. Speaking of defense, Matt Ryan was sacked four times, two interceptions. Sacked four times. And let's, let's talk about the kicker, Nick Falk. He had 44 ringers, 44 field goals, a 32-yarder, 44-yarder, 53-yarder, 33-yarder. Solid. You know, you, 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 that's been your guy all year. You keep saying he's sort of the MVP, but now you're starting to see other guys step up for the team. I don't know if Falk's the MVP, but he's doing his job, which is to put the ball between the uprights, and he's been consistent this year. They grabbed him off the scrap heap three years ago, and he's still there. They cut him, brought him back a couple of times, and he, he's been a godsend for this team. I really he's he's say been it. winning a lot of games for them. He's Inside just... of 50, he's butter. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, I, you, know, if, you know, outside of 50, you're, you're hoping oh, a little. Know. But he banged one. Didn't he bang one outside? Yeah, yeah. I'd give it to him. Eh? He's, yeah. been, he's been great. You he's just said great. Mac Jones' numbers. Matt Ryan's numbers, 19 for 28, 153 yards, two interceptions. I, Matt Ryan's. I think you know how I feel about him. I say it all the yeah. time. I'm a little on the repetitive side. I think he's swell. Okay? My brother disagrees with me. I think he's utter garbage. Okay? He's making like 40. His, that, that team has never recovered from the 28-3 Super Bowl where the Patriots came back. Brady got his fifth ring. They've never been the same. Julio Jones was jettisoned out of town. He's gone. Calvin Ridley, their number one receiver, he's out with mental issues. The team is really, they're, they're on the downslide. If there's anybody on that team, if I even was interested in anyone on that Falcons team, it would be the number one pick, the tight end, the kid Pitts from out of Florida. He's going to be a super player. But uh, the Falcons, they're in rebuild mode. Yeah, well... And you can't rebuild if you've got a $40 million con uh, no, quarterback who can't get it done it's anymore. It's a ridiculous number for that guy. He's not even putting up any stats near there. I'm just trying to be, you know. Yeah, be nice. Yeah, be nice. nice. And I also want to think that the Patriots defense was that good and they just played, they, they no, were they, dialed. And I thought Gerard uh, Mayo and Steve Belichick had a great game plan on defense. They put pressure on Ryan. Like I said, Viennoy stepping his game up and, and just it, it just seems like a team effort. It all seems around. to me that if the Patriots play a crappy team and they have a good win, everybody says, well, oh, we don't know if they had a good defense, but it looks like they had a good defense. It's the NFL. Anything can happen. At some point, you're going to give credit where credit's due. They, they played a good defensive game. Yeah, they're playing well. They're playing solid. Let's get the Five in a row. Let's let's keep going. Yeah. Positive. Up next, the Patriots host the AFC leading Tennessee Titans, eight and two. Going to be one of the biggest games of the year, I believe. Mm. What's your opinion on that? Well, first of all, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, is Tennessee now eight and three losing, or were they eight and two? I think they're eight and three now, right? That loss that was so that stat could be wrong. Okay, I, yeah, but I mean losing <clears throat> losing to the Texans comfortably the other day. How do you figure that? I mean, the Texans are there. That's 
you know, Cranston West 2.0. I mean, this team's bad. Okay, I'm just saying, that's my alma mater, but the Falcons are having a tough year. Uh, they'll get it going again, hopefully, and turn things around next year. But you look at this this Tennessee team, you don't really know what to expect. Now, you know, the, the, the adage and the sayings, people say, oh, trap game, trap game. I hate that saying, but it looks like Usually when you look past someone, I believe maybe Tennessee was already thinking about New England in two weeks when they went in and played the Texans on Sunday. They were actually down 19 nothing in the third quarter of that game. Made a little run, but um, the Texans with former Patriot running back Rex Burkhead get the upset win, and Tennessee comes to Foxborough on Sunday for a huge matchup between the, between the two teams. You're looking at Mac Jones going against Ryan Tannehill late of four interceptions on Sunday going to be a good game I, I think it's going to be the game of the week it's going to be possibly the game of the year it's going to it's going to make a big statement if the Patriots beat the Titans it's going to make a huge no one could say oh well it's, it's they were playing a crappy team no it's let's stop I mean, it all I, mean I don't want to get teased here Mikey but I'm, I'm looking at you know a situation where the Patriots I was happy thinking that maybe they'd have a shot at a wild card but the way Buffalo's kind of plummeted the last couple of couple of weeks, losing to good teams, losing to bad teams. I mean, they've got destroyed the other day by Indy. We're going to get into it in our roundup, in our wrap-up of uh, Week 11. But um, Josh Allen hasn't been playing well. But Ryan Tannehill comes to town, four interceptions on Sunday. So I, you have to assume that he's going to play better than that against New England. You have to you have to at least assume that Well, much. the energy is going to be high because it's a must-win for both teams. So yeah. it's, going to be, it's going to be a very good game. The matchups are pretty good. And you've got Belichick. He, you know, this is... You're into you're into the part of the year where the boys become men and the men become boys. I agree with you. And of course, Nails, I was thinking about their running game. Derrick Henry, obviously with foot surgery out about 10 weeks, could come back if they make a long run in the playoffs. And of course, we saw what happened at the first game after he was he was out, you know, deemed out for the season. They they laid the wood to somebody. So you said to yourself, wow, this team's for real if they can win without without Henry. But now it looks like you start to see that maybe we, maybe things are going to be a little bit more difficult without their MVP because now they had Adrian Peterson running the ball the last three weeks. He was waived today. Yep. They could always bring him back. How many but years he's been in the NFL? He's been on and off. He's had some 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 lulls in there. He was suspended for a while, but he's been there about uh, 14, 15 years, yeah. which is an amazing career for a running yeah, back. That's a great year. That's, he's, a, he's that's, a, our, that's a long he's career. He's the first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't maybe like him personally. I know he did that thing where – they thought he made his son eat leaves one time. He punished him. I don't want to get into all that, but he's um he's a first ballot Hall of Famer and a great football player. But it looks like it is the end of the line for AP. So of course Tennessee comes to town Sunday. A great matchup. I think that the way the Patriots defense is playing, they're going to throw a lot of looks at Tannehill. I think it's going to be a close game. I think that the Patriots win this game in the fourth quarter. It's going to be real close. I say the Patriots win by four. Oh. I'm going to go 21-17, Pats. All right, solid, solid. I'm going, to, I'm going, to, I'm going, to, I'm going to ride your wave and go with that score because, yeah, usually right all the time. So if I go against you, I'm not going to look too good. I don't know if I'm usually right picking winners yeah, and yeah, loses, yeah. but uh, it's not usually my strength. But thank you. We're, I appreciate we're going to that. see next week if that's your strength. I hope so. What, what are you calling? Twenty-one what? Twenty-one seventeen, right. New England. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to roll. So I don't. I'm not. It's, it's not going to be like oh, Falk hits a field goal to win the game. I believe that it's, it's not going to be a blowout. Uh, no, I just I believe it's going to be a back and forth affair, and I think the Patriot defense wins out in this one. You are listening to the Sports Chumps, episode twenty-four and eighty-eight point one FM WELH Providence. You could check out all of our podcasts. Just go to our website. SportsChumps.com. Click on Spotify. Every podcast will be up. This one will be up tomorrow. This is episode 24. You can email Micah Dean with any questions, concerns, or comments at thesportschumps at gmail.com. You can also check out all of our social media platforms. Just click on it. Click on whatever social media platform is up there. I believe we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you friend request us, we will accept you. Moving on. Scores. NFL scores. We just covered the Thursday night game. We're going to move on to the Sunday Sunday uh, games. We're going to start with the Colts, 41, the Bills, 15. You just talked about the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I mean, Mikey, I was coming back from Florida, so I didn't get to see a lot of it, but I did get to watch some in the airport, and it's like Josh Allen looks like another guy, and, and not that you were wrong, <clears throat> excuse me, but it looked like he, you know, he was your MVP earlier in the season. I don't know what's going on there. Now people are saying they're very one-dimensional. Well, everybody said early in the year they had everything. They had Allen. They had uh, Stephon Diggs. They ran the ball with Singletary. Now all of a sudden everyone's saying they're one-dimensional. I don't know what that means. They're just not playing well right now. I think they will get better. But, of course, in this game it was the Colts, and it was not Carson Wentz. He was handing the ball off to Jonathan Taylor, who rushed for a career day. 
five touchdowns in this game. Solid. And people are starting to talk about the former Wisconsin star as a potential MVP candidate as the Colts start to rise up the ladder. And they've got the Patriots in um, right after the bye in about three weeks. Like I said, this is the part of the season where the boys become men and the men become boys. And this is where everybody has got to prove that they are in shape for this season. 18 games. What are they going? 17 games? 18 games? 17. 17 yeah. games. Everyone says, oh, it's not a long season. Get on the field. Put on the gear and run and move for four quarters. And let me know if you're in shape by the middle of the season. I still have my reservations about the Colts. They do improve to uh, to six and five. Bills drop to six and four and, of course, lose a half game to New England. New England is in, in first by half a game. I still don't believe in Carson Wentz, and I believe that's why he handed off to Jonathan Taylor for a career day. Ravens, 16 Bears, 13. Yeah, this one stung a little bit because I'm anti-Ravens, and of course that's the Patriot Conference, and they were they were just about to lose this game. A late touchdown, I believe uh, Lamar Jackson was out with an illness in this game. Illness. And, um, yeah, and uh, Devontae Freeman with a, with a late touchdown in this game to get them over the hump. The Bears are flat-out dreadful. Jo- um, Josh Fields, uh, Justin Fields got hurt in this game. Andy Dalton took over. He's going to start on Thanksgiving. The Bears are swill. They're 3-7. and seven. I told you, Nagy, you asked me early in the year who could be the first coach to get canned. Nagy, if it's not during the season, he's going to get canned at the end of the season. Well, the first coach to get canned this season was, uh, what's his name for the Raiders, right? Right? Yeah. I, I, yes. Okay. I, you got me on it. No, I'm not trying it. to get you. No, I, want, I like the fact you called me out on it. I, I meant like. You were asking me early now, like, who's going to get canned first? Well, I was going with Vrabel. Meaning, like, fired, like, because they're not playing well. Like, the Chucky thing was sort of, like, it was extenuating circumstances. That was a different thing. I know he ended up getting gas, but that was a whole different (laughs) different animal. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, Browns 13, Lions 10. All right, this doesn't say much about the Browns. I guess Case Keenum was in there at quarterback. Um, Nick Chubb rushed for a buck 30, so that's good for them. They got him back off the COVID list. And, of course, the Lions are 0-9-1. Soup Campbell, absolute disaster there in, in um, Chicken Campbell soup. In, uh, Fl- in Flint, Michigan land. It's awful. <laughs> Texans 22, Titans 13. Surprise of the week, the Texans. I give them credit. They snap an eight-game skid. And um, their coach, David Culley, is happy to just have a job at this point. They improved to 2-8, and eight, and the Titans, of course, come to Foxborough. Eight and three. They're still a playoff team. I think it was just a bad week for them. I think this was a big upset. Vikings 34, Packers 31. Yeah, I, I wanted to say typical Kirk Cousins because he usually gets you to overtime and then he loses the game. But on this one, he found a way. Aaron Rodgers back off the COVID list. Rodgers threw a late touchdown to Valdez Scantlin, but they couldn't get it done. Uh, a, a late interception almost by Kirk Cousins was uh, was said that the ball was put on the ground. He got another crack at it. They run it down for a field goal. And, of course, the Vikings do this every year. They play games with your head. They're 5-5, five and five just spinning their wheels. Aaron Rodgers, COVID, no COVID. COVID, no COVID. Which, yeah, which like one? I inoculated myself. I don't know. I did it on my <laughs> own. I, where are we going with this? I just look at him, and I just want to like I just want to run through the TV, and like he'll probably beat the hell out of me, but I want to give him a shot. He, I don't he looks know. like the second coming of Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I'm, I'm not big on him. I'm not big on him, but I'll tell you, he still throws a pretty ball. I gotta give Finns, him 24, Jets, J-E-T-S. 17. Yeah, Nails. I got to tell you, the Dolphins have a little bit of life. I mean, when you're 1-7, I don't know where you go from there, but I guess you just keep playing hard until they tell you you can't play any more games. And right now, Brian Flores looks like he's saving his job. They've won three in a row, and uh, Tua actually had a pretty good game in this one. And, and of course, you beat the Jets. Okay. But um, the Dolphins improved to 4-7, and seven, and they're still mathematically alive if they can keep winning football games. Another big upset, I think. Eagles 40, Saints 2-9, 29. Yeah, I mean, of course, I mean, I think the Saints have been done since Winston got hurt. Jalen Hurts on the other side for Philadelphia, he's given them some hope. He rushed for three touchdowns, and that's really his game. Um, A 40-29 victory. The uh, Eagles have the easiest schedule of all the teams the rest of the season. They're 5-6 and six right now, and the Saints at 5-5. Five and five, I think Sean Payton's going to be really hard-pressed to get that team into the postseason. I still can't get used to saying this. The Washington football team, 27, the Panthers, 21. Well, you did a nice job with it, and of course, it was Cam Newton's homecoming. And, um, you know, Henneke's the quarterback there now in Washington, and he's a, he, he beat Brady a couple of weeks ago. So, of course, they they improved to 4-6, and six, and the Panthers dropped to 5-6. and six. So, you're talking about a couple of teams that uh, I, I think they're going to be home for the postseason. 49 is 30, Jags 10. You know, it's funny because, of course, they only beat the Jags, but I, I told you the Galloping Chicken was dust a few weeks ago. But, he, you know, he threw two more touchdowns, and he, it always <laughs> seems like he wins football games. They improved to 5-5. Five and five. They're 4-1 and oh, one away. God. If they could only win on the Bay at home, They'd be better off here. They got a long haul uh, the rest of the season, but with six games to go, 
Um, actually, they're five and five. They've got seven games left. There's still hope there, but they'd have to really get hot. Bengals 32, LV Raiders 13. Yeah, I think you can almost even at five and five. I, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to go out on a limb because I believe in my uh, my foreshadowing. I think you can put a fork in the Raiders just based on all the stuff that's been going on with rugs, over. with the kid you show me with the Uzi telling me I'm going <laughs> to kill you. Uh, Chucky, it's over. You're five and five. Kai, you're a total swell. Burrow and the Bengals get it done. I really like Joe Mixon had a big game after you know calling some people out at practice earlier in the week. I kind of like what the Bengals are doing this year at six and four. I really like the the Joe Burrow Jamar Chase combo. I think Chase is going to end up uh, being in that Rookie of the Year race with Mac Jones. Chiefs. 19, America's team, the Cowboys, 9. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate, I can't believe I'm saying this. It was the Chiefs defense in this game. It was a 19-9 game. I thought, I thought, it looked like early in the game that Mahomes was going to put up 40. And I think the Dallas defense showed a little bit of pride. But I got to say, this is the first game, Michael, that I can honestly say that I thought Prescott played terrible in this game. He looked bad. And that's a testament to Chris Jones and, and Honey Badger, Tyrone Matthew, and the rest of that Kansas City defense getting the job done and winning actually kind of a close game that really wasn't really that close. Cardinals 23, Seahawks 13. Again, Kyla Murray's been hurt, but they've got one of the best backups in football with Colt McCoy. You plug him in, you can still win football games. And I, I'll tell you one thing, I, I know it kills Russell Wilson that he's not winning football games. That team at 4-7 and seven is dust. They are checked out. And, of course, Arizona, uh, Arizona improves to 9-2 uh, and, and a very impressive 6-0 and on the road. Russell can't even win home games at this point. Chargers 41, Steelers 37. This was a phenomenal Sunday night football game. It was a back-and-forth affair. I was fortunate enough, to, fortunate enough, Michael, to get off the plane and get to catch that game at night and, um, and really see one of the better games of the year. It looked like it was going to be another Big Ben find-a-way type thing, but late in the game, Chargers made enough plays to win this one. They improved to 6-4, and four, and, um, of course, the Steelers dropped to 5-4-1, and one, and we're going to find out at some point if that tie against Detroit helps them or hurts them. Right now, we don't really know. Monday night game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 30, Giants 10, Tom being Tom. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking at this matchup. I had people inviting me to this game. I had a friend actually text me while I was in Florida, wanted me to go to the game, but I was already in, you know, I was in West Palm and I was coming home. But I, I didn't like this matchup from the beginning. I don't know how the Giants get to play Tampa on Monday night, but I guess everyone gets a crack at the apple. And um, Tom looked like he was just toying with them. He played okay through two touchdowns in this game. The Giants, and let me tell you something, it's, it's, it's official. It's over. Daniel Jones, it's over. If you're a Giants fan, you don't have the next quarterback. He's been there four years. I'm not sure if they picked up his fifth-year option. I believe they did. They got to move on for him, just like the Bears moved on from Mitchell Trubisky last year. Jones, is, he just puts the ball on the ground too many times, and Saquon Barkley can't stay healthy. That team is, 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 is an abomination. We're going to pause for a little station identification. You're listening to the Sports Chumps, Episode 24. On 88.1 FM WELH Providence. This is the injury report with Dean the Dream. All right, so for the Patriots, obviously, you know, you had Damian Harris play the other night after his concussion. He was in concussion protocol. Ramondre Stevenson also played, so things are good on the New England side. Um, the Jets, they finally get Zach Wilson back after the injury from the game I was at against the Jets where he hurt his knee. So he comes back in the nick of time, Michael, because I know this, I know you kind of like this kid, Mike White, the kid who backed up uh, yeah, Wilson. he was solid when yeah, he came in. so he tested positive for COVID, so he goes on right. the COVID list. And by the way... Um, Joe Flacco, the backup to the backup to the backup, he's in close contact, so both guys are out. So just in the nick of time, Zach Wilson comes back on Sunday nice. to hopefully give the Jets a little shot in the arm. And, of course, he's part of that rookie class. You want to see the rookies do their thing. All right, moving on, a little Major League Baseball recap. We're going to go over some of the Cy Young and MVP winners. I'm going to start with the National League MVP, Cooperstown Bound, National League Second year, second, he, just two times he's won this MVP. Bryce Harper with the Philadelphia Phillies. Two times MVP. I just had a, yeah, I mean, he's a very talented player. I have nothing against him. I don't like the guy, like, personally, I just don't, he throws a vibe my way that I just don't like. But you said well, it two weeks ago. You said he was going to win because he was the popular, popular. choice, and, and, and I think you were right. But you're looking at three guys that were in this race. It was Harper, Tatis, and Juan Soto. 
three teams that like had no shot at the playoffs. So I, I got a problem with that. You're telling me that between the Dodgers, the Giants, the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Braves, there wasn't someone in there that could have been worthy of MVP candidacy there or worthy of, of, of more votes. I, I don't know. I just have a problem giving it to a guy that on a team that, di- that didn't win. No. You got it. It's, it's a popularity contest. And I think you picked Topper, and I think I, may, I, I I didn't like it. I didn't like any of the three. I thought I think Soto's the best ball player of the three. I think we talked about this. Yes. Um, I thought maybe Tatis would get it because he put up complete monster numbers, but they were the disappointment of the of the league. They underachieved more than anybody. So you called it with Hopper being the popular choice, so kudos to uh, Mikey Nails. American League MVP Shoha Otani. With the Cal- with the Angels, yeah, I think I we mean, both he had, had a historic. That he had a very historic magnitude. I mean, the the magnitude of the season is astounding if you look at what he did. Yeah, because it was a Babe Ruth type thing, the whole pitching and playing two ways and hitting forty six bombs or whatever it was. I think he only hit two fifty nine, but it didn't matter. You pitching, he had nine W's. He had he had a great ERA. The guy did everything. So you're gonna, I'll, I'll give it to Otani, and of course Vladimir Guerrero, who was right there, unfortunately. Toronto came up short in the postseason, but Guerrero had a phenomenal year. Also, I just don't know if we're ever going to see another another two-way performance yeah. of that to that. Well, let me ask you a question: Can he do that again, or is it even like you're not even going to see it from him again? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it would be it'd be incredible if you see yeah. that again. I actually, you know me, I'm a pitcher by trade. I yeah. pitch, and that's my my my. It's in my bloodstream. I think that he shouldn't pitch anymore because I'm afraid that he just could be injury prone. Well, I think he should focus on the hitting because. Well, what that does is he just gets ratings when he does all that. It, yeah, it's great for the game, but I'm saying for him to have longevity and have a long career, you know, you got Mike Trout breaking down right now. They can't afford to have Otani go down again. They just signed Noah Syndergaard to a one year, $21 million contract. So he leaves the Mets to go to the Angels to try to help that pitching staff and give Otani a shot in the arm and take a little pressure off the superstars on yeah, that I team. Mean, Otani had a, a remarkable Monster year. Shout, shout out to Otani. Yeah, definitely. He deserved it. National League Cy Young Brewers, Corbin Burns. Just a quick tidbit on Corbin Burns. Two years ago, the kid had an 8.82 ERA. Two years ago. He was 1-5. It's good research. No, I did not know that. I just know this year, when you said it to me the day that we talked about this two weeks ago, before I left for vacation, we both said it. We thought Scherzer was going to get it. And I said, don't sleep on Burns, though. I said, because he if he's in the hunt here, there's something in his numbers. I think he had like 234 strikeouts in like a hundred. I don't know. He had more strikeouts in innings by far. He was on a good team. They did win, even though that's not a criteria for Cy Young. Mm-hmm. But I think we all agreed that... Um, that I thought Zach Wheeler was going to be the distant third. I was totally wrong on that one because I think Wheeler ended up finishing second, and I think Max finishes finished third in that in that race. But Max, they, they Max had the, is still my guy. American League Cy Young, Blue Jays, Robbie Ray. I'm going to ask you a little quick tidbit on him. Maybe this is a little stump the dream thing. Okay. Uh, Toronto's first Cy Young winner since. Oh wow! Um, I can give you the year if you want. Only because I'm looking at it. Was it like the early 90s? No. What year was it? 2003. 2003. Mm-hmm. Toronto had a Cy Young Award winner. God, they've been bad so long. Um, I was going to chuck out like early 90s, like a Pat Henkin or something. Um, Stop the dream going on right now. Was he, go- right was he now. good? Yeah, he was phenomenal. Yeah, you loved him. You like him. I know you like the guy. Well, I know the Rocket won there in 97, 90, you know, when, right, he left to the Patri- when, he left the, when he left the Red Sox, not yeah. the Patriots. 2003. Yeah. So the, so the Sox played the Yankees for all the marbles that year. No, so. I got this off ESPN, so I hope it's right. No, I'm sure it is. Um, 2003. Who the heck did Toronto have in 2003? God, they were so bad for a while. Can we give you his initials? Sure. R.H. Let me give you his first name. No. Spell sec- I'll give you the second the second initial of his, his first name. R H. Wow. Am I actually stumping you? All right. Dead ear here on the chumps. No. Nails doing it to his broadcast partner. All right, I would give you the sweating, second sweating bullets in the cave. Don't even have heat on him. Sweating second bullets. Second initial. R O. What do you mean, R.O.? Is that a middle name or no, something? No, R.O. I'm giving you this, his second letter to his oh, name. Oh, so it's like Ron something. It's, or Ron. Well, R.O. It's not it's R.O. I could give you one more if you want. Rob, it's no. It's no. Okay. R.O.Y. 
Oh, my God. Oh, wow. All right. I got it. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite pitches of all time. Of course, I told you a couple of a few weeks back, I pitched on the field that he pitched That's on. That's why I brought this up. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course, the uh, Cy Young in 2003 was the late Roy Halladay who pitched for the Toronto Blue Jays and found his way, ended up with the Phillies, and, of course, passed away in that tragic plane crash a few years ago. Sometimes, but, uh, I'm, nice pretty job, good. Sometimes I'm pretty good at sports. I like the research. I like the Corbin Burns thing. Don't confuse me with P Corbin Burnson from L.A. Law. But, I mean, he deserved it. I guess the numbers show that he did deserve the Cy Young. But um, this is all this is all good stuff. We love it. And by the way, I just want to let you know, if we remember the podcast from two weeks ago, I did nail the American League. I thought it was going to go, even though I don't think he's a Cy Young in my eyes, Mike, I had a feeling that Robbie Ray was the popular choice there. You said this. I said, And yeah. I said Garrett Cole finished uh, second, and Lance Lynn would be a d distant third, and that's how that one played out. And of course, Ray... Is go Ray is going to break the bank now because Toronto's they just signed the kid um Jose Barrios to a seven year one hundred and thirty one million dollar extension so I don't see them dumping another hundred million at Ray Ray will be on the block for somebody. Speaking of contract signings, Tampa Bay Rays, Wander Franco signed a twelve year deal which guarantees one hundred eighty five million for eleven years with the club option for year twelve which would make the deal $223 million for 12 years. And I believe a couple of weeks ago, here again, I'm, I, I hate to keep making it sound like, oh, I said this, I said this, but I told you in two or three years he was going to be the Mike Trout, the Fernando Tatis. I said it. He's 20, and I like what the Rays are doing here because they continue to be a pipeline for other teams. And what do I mean by that? I mean, you know, you get a guy for six years, you own him. He's under your control. By the time he's arbitration eligible and you have to pay the guy, they usually move you to another team and they get prospects. And that's how the Rays keep doing what they're doing. But I think they said this time, we're not doing that anymore. This is the guy we're not going to get rid of. And we're going to build around this guy at 20. And they're buying out all these early years where he could, they could pay him peanuts, Michael. Oh. But they decided to give him this huge deal. Where it's now a big they, contract. It's huge. It's huge, and I really believe he's legit. He's a switch hitter with power, a 5-2 player who looks like he's not afraid of the moment. You saw some of the swings he put on against the Red Sox in that yeah. postseason. I think, I think you know he's the real deal. He's got the flair. He's got the attitude. That is the guy you build a team around, especially when he's 20 years old because at the end of a 12-year deal, he'll still only be 32. Let's hope he stays healthy. Congratulations to Juan DeFranco, and I, I give a lot of credit to the Rays for finally stepping up and paying somebody. You are listening to the Sports Chumps episode 24 on 88.1 FM WELH Providence. My name is Mikey Nails. My broadcast partner is Dean the Dream. You can check us out on our website. Our website is thesportschumps.com. Check us out on Spotify. The Spotify link is on the website. Go to Spotify, and all of our podcasts are up there. 1 through 24, number 25 will be up tomorrow. You can email Mike or Dean with any questions, concerns, or comments, or if you want to stump the dream, email Mike at thesportschumps at gmail.com. You can check out all of our social media platforms on our website. They're all up there. Just friend request us and we will accept you. Moving on to the NBA. I just wanted to say before we did that, that's why I gave you one of those. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to let you know just two little Sox nuggets sure. while we're still on baseball. Eddie Rodriguez does leave the Red Sox after a six-year run with Boston, and he's a world champion in 2018. He's gone? He gets a nice five-year $77 million contract from the Detroit Tigers, wow. which was signed last week. That's a solid it contract. It looked like the Red Sox didn't want to go a fifth year with Erod. He did have the mitochondrial thing last year with his heart. Yeah. He did come back to have a decent year, but not a great year. Um, I thought he stepped up in the postseason. I thought he was good. Um, five years, did. $77 million. I, I'll That's be honest with you. a solid contract for someone uh, of his It's solid for everybody. Stature. I'll be honest with you, if I'm Boston, I probably would have given him that one. But I'm not saying he's going to come back to burn them. But at 28, I think he would have been worth the five years. If you're nickel and diamond over one year, I think, Michael, it goes back to a few years ago where he was arbitration eligible and they had to go to the arbitration. Usually, if you're smart, you settle with the player because if you don't, now it goes to an arbitrator and now you have that you have that bad taste in your mouth if yeah, you lose. It's a bad look. And for, for 600000 700000 that which, year... Which, they nickel and dined him, and here he is. Yeah. He said, "You know what?" He probably said, "I'm out of here. I'm out of here. From, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give Boston the hometown discount. I'm out of here." Yeah. And by the way, Red Sox manager, smart move here by Hein Bloom. He picks oh, up. Yeah, I saw this. Picks up the option on Alex Cora's contract for 2023 and 24, which means he was already under contract for next year, anyways. Right. So at least he's not out there as a lame duck next year. He's under contract. We saw the difference that he made in in the clubhouse with this team. It's the respect with the clubhouse. It's there. He's a player. He's a players coach all day long. I don't no care what anybody no says. No doubt about it, Mike. Players coach all day long. They, they're world. They're World Series bound. They got. They, they, 
they have to play a little better under pressure and perform a little better, but they are World Series bound. That's, I, that's my opinion. And I think Bloom's going to do some nice things. I hope he spends some money. But well, I no, that, Bloom you hate it, now you like him. Well, I, I hope he's. I hope he doesn't act like the Rays, but now the Rays just spent money. I'm just saying the Red Sox have money. I hope they have means. I'm, I'd like I'm to joking see with you. No, I'd like to see them spend it, but yeah. I mean, not foolishly. Hein Bloom proved himself in the playoffs. Yeah, with the, all his decisions. the Schwaber ac- acquisition, yes. the uh, the the Renfro earlier in the season. That move, Kike was a bog, and we questioned it. Yeah, and then he it played out, and yeah. he and he looks good right now. Yeah. So. Let's see what happens. We got you know a hot stove. We got the off season. Unfortunately, we have a potential work stoppage with the uh, union and the players and the I hope and not. of course you know the owners. Let's hope that that thing plays out on the positive side. Moving on, NBA Celtics. Celtics are playing much better. They sent the Rockets to. They sent the Rockets. Proper grammar. They sent the Rockets to a 15 straight loss with a 108-90 victory. Celtics 10 and 8. Tatum had 30 points that game, and Brown added a uh, large 1-9. Did you say the Rockets lost 15 in a row? 15 in a row. All right, so I'm going to go out on a limb. 15 limit. straight losses. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Elijah One's not playing down low anymore. Nah. All right, they don't have Ori popping threes with Cassell and Vernon, your boy Vernon nah, Maxwell on the He's not on the court running the All point. All right, yes, Cassell and Vernon <laughs> Maxwell's not hoisted threes. Kenny the Jet. This is, nah. a, this is a bad Rockets team. Yeah. The Celtics actually had a huge lead in this game and ended up winning the game, uh, making it a little bit close down the stretch. But um, Tatum in the last week or so looks like he's stopped to find his game. I believe he had 37 against LeBron and the Lakers Friday night at the at the Garden. Yes. So things are starting to look up for Udoka and the Celtics. And I think I said Udoka. this off air earlier to you. I, I am very, very, very impressed with the play of Dennis Schroeder at the point guard position. Solid. I know they use him and Smart together and sometimes he plays off the ball. But I've been very impressed with him. Uh, unfortunately, on a one-year deal, I'm afraid with that expiring contract, he may play himself right out of Boston, and they may be trading him for a piece at some point. So we'll don't be, don't be too surprised if he goes back to uh, L.A. Don't, wow. They do that. Yeah, oh, listen, I'm not ruling anything out in the NBA. Who goes on the move? Who gets jettisoned out of town? But the Celtics at 10-8, and eight, winners of three straight, and I think they, they, they're starting to trend in the right direction. Your boy, as you would say, JB, Jalen Brown came back last night. I Solid. Think, I believe he had nine points in about a minute last night, so he looks like he's back, and, and the Celtics look like they're trending upward right now. Yes, they are. Big talk with the NBA right now is a big altercation between uh, LeBron James and Isaiah Stewart. The Lakers, James, the Pistons, Stewart. Uh, there was a little altercation with James and Stewart. Uh, there was a tie-up. There was a free throw going on. There was a tie-up. They were going to get the rebound. And when James pulled away, he hit him. He busted him open. What uh, what looked to be, to me, intentional. They're saying it was unintentional. LeBron is saying that. Okay, so LeBron did get a one-game suspension. Isaiah Stewart got a two-game suspension. Now, the reason for the one-game suspension through the NBA, the, the terminology they used, which you didn't like, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it and then switch it up. The terminology they used for the one-game suspension for LeBron was for quotations reckless hitting. In other words, he punched the guy in the face and he busted it. He busted him wide open. Right. Okay. It was like a little bit of a backhand with an elbow. Yeah, yeah. The two-game suspension for Isaiah Stewart was escalating uh, drama on the court. Right. Which he did. Right. You can't, if you look at it, you can't say he didn't. Okay, so but this is where the breakdown comes in. Le- LeBron, for one game, is losing $284,000. Yeah. For two games, Stewart's losing $45,000. Okay. So, I mean, the question is, was the suspension fair? Did Stewart have to run around like a maniac, go out of a tunnel, into a tunnel, run through people, knocking people down, tackling people? He looked like LT going after Theismann. I, I think that, in my opinion, from what I saw, the result of it is like sometimes, no matter whether it's intentional or not, if the result of something is so severe, you have to lay the wood to somebody. I think LeBron got one game just because the guy had blood all over his face. Yep. And I think Stewart got the extra game because he went he went postal and pulled a Rambo. So that's kind of how I saw that playing out. Yeah, both teams tried to maintain order on the court, but at one time, Stewart just busted through everybody. He was He, he looked like he was... He was he was in a different state of mind than he, at that point, he wanted to hurt LeBron. If you look at him, he wanted to hurt LeBron. Now, I'm not going to say sit here and say that if someone elbowed me on the basketball court that I'm going to be calm and say, oh, I'm just going to go to the bench. That's not going to happen. Right. So, and same thing with you. Someone elbows you and you, see, you start seeing the blood. Yeah. You start, there's a problem. 
I want to. We're gonna. He knows that LeBron. Nothing's gonna happen. To and him. then of course teammates are gonna step in and they're gonna defend their own. Even if somebody's yeah. wrong, what's his name was squaring up? Yeah, like it was squaring up like the Notre Dame Irish guy. Uh, um, Not AD. No, uh, Russell. He was squaring up. You got to square yeah, it up. Russell's trying to earn his stripes. He's not even nowhere near yeah. the foot. He's yeah, squaring get up. Get over it, Russell. Stop. Make plays. Stop. Put on the red pants. Yeah, hit and, a, and hit, shirt hit a jump shot. Win a title. Yeah. But um, well, seriously, wow. late innings I mean, jumps. I mean, I mean yeah. I, the, the only thing that I, I disagree with here is, I believe that the suspensions were not fair. I mean. Well, like yeah, you, said, you given, said it to me off here. Yeah, you don't want LeBron to miss games because the networks don't want him to miss games. Yeah. And, of course, tonight he misses the game against the uh, against the Knicks on national TV. I don't think anybody wants to see him not play at Madison Square Garden, especially when they only make one trip there a year. No, so I'm kind of rolling over my words here, but I just don't think it was fair. If you're going to suspend the guy that that started it for one game and the guy that didn't start it because he was running around on the court for two games, if you just make it fair and give both players a three-game suspension. Three games. That's it. Done, you though. said it earlier. There's no way they're giving LeBron three games no. unless he kills but somebody. But they should. I, right. Yeah. yeah. They well, should. He's that, the face of the league. So, yeah. I, I, you know. I mean, what's your opinion? Well, I think that just because of the re- – I think, to be honest with you, I think the the result which, when we saw so much blood, I think if it wasn't for the blood, he wouldn't have got suspended at all because it's LeBron. I think they had to give at least one game. They're not going to give any more than that because they love LeBron. He's the league. So, I think at that point, they gave one game just because they saw – the result of it, even though, even I don't believe, and I'm not on LeBron's team here, I believe that the intent was, it was not that malicious. I just think he's so strong. I think it just was a fluke. Did you see the video? I did. I still think it was a little fluky. I don't, I don't think he likes. You think in, he flopped a little bit? Well, I mean, the, look at the result of it. I don't know if anybody flopped. I think, I don't think LeBron set out to hurt Isaiah. Well, the way Isaiah. you said it, I didn't know. I don't think LeBron set out to, to hurt Isaiah Stewart, a fringe player in the NBA who's an undersized kid out of Washington who's just barely happy to be in the league. So when you, that's why you talk so you're talking about. So you're saying the tie up, and then when he went, when he, he doesn't know his own strength, and he. And he it, Pretty much. That's how I, yes, that's how I took it. All right. That's how I took it. I disagree with that, but okay. Okay. I, I think it was very intentional if you look at it good. Okay. I mean, the guy got. He, he, yeah, obviously the result of it was awful. I mean, he got he got he looked like he got cold cocked pretty good. And then LeBron said, "Well, I was I was trying to go get his. I wanted to get his number to talk to him. He's not going to want to talk to well, him." I mean, of course, you know the the, 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 the buyer's buyer's remorse after whatever you want to call that just it. Makes, that just makes that makes me you think, more guilty. Yeah, just stop. All right, just all say, right. "Hey, listen, it happened. Uh, yeah. I made a mistake. The next game with them is is so and so. We'll figure it out then." You know something's going to happen. It's unfortunate. It's a Thanksgiving edition yeah, they, here of the sports yeah. jumps, and LeBron's like throwing haymakers, but it really wasn't. No, it wasn't like a that. haymaker. It, it, was, it was a backhand it elbow. Wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And Imagine that saying, backhand elbow. The guy was bleeding profusely. Yeah, another saying, saying the guy saying the malice in the palace part two. Stop. That's LeBron six eight two fifty. It's Thanksgiving week here on the chumps. Eighty eight point one. If this was nineteen eighty five, the game would have kept going. All right, he's talking about like Rick Mahorn days with the bad boys, like guys Lambert's punching his own team out, teammates out in in practice. Him and Isaiah going at it. Those are the old days. This is the new school NBA, and of course, nobody wants to see a, de- a night where LeBron's not dressed for a ball game. All right, so moving on, NHL, the Bruins, the Boston Bruins, our hometown team, is struggling. Bruins are shut out by the Calgary Flames, four zero, four bubble. That's a I mean, their their record's nine and six. They're eighteen point. They got eighteen points. I know. Usually it, nine and six, you say that's not bad. It's but bad. They, I don't think that's where they want to be. No. And of course, they lose the former backup Dan Vladar, yeah, he had, who shuts them out, throws a goose egg up, and of course, the Bruins can't put the puck between the net. No. Uh, Patrice Bergeron, one of the stars of the team, an aging veteran, he had that four goal game about a week and a half ago. Other than that, he's been stagnant offensively, and they haven't been able to get David Pasternak going this year. Vladar stopped 27 shots for his second career shutout. Yeah, and of course, I still believe the Bruins have some pieces. You got McAvoy at the blue line, who's, a, who's an absolute superstar. They extended him, he's there for the long haul. They got the kids, Jeremy Swayman in net, who I still think is the future, even though Tuka Rask could be on the way back in a few months. I think the Bruins are still going to put things together, and I think they'll start playing better hockey. I just think that the, the lines have to start meshing, and right now, um, it's just not happening. They need a little help on the blue line. Their defense is a little weak. Oh, solid. Solid. Moving on, Providence College, PC Friars. 
Yeah, unfortunately, going into tonight, they looked really, really strong so far after a couple of wins against the Big Ten. A win, on, uh, I believe, against Wisconsin earlier in the week, and they followed it up beating Northwestern in that tournament last yep. night. 77-72, yeah. and they moved on to playing for, they played Virginia tonight. Yeah, and of course, Virginia, uh, not the Virginia of old under Tony Bennett, but of course, they still know how to defend the ball. Not Tony Bennett, the singer. Tony Bennett, the head coach, who won a title in 2019 they still play that ugly game where you can't score against them, and Providence had no offense tonight. And uh, wow. the PC Friars dropped their first game of the season. But, of course, all in all, they've made it to the finals of this tournament. They're 5-1, and one, and they're, they're doing a nice job under Red Cooley right now with, uh, with Nate Watson down on the box. And, of course, uh, the kid Al Durham, the transfer from Indiana, tonight was definitely not there. Yeah, against Southwestern, Nate Watson scored 16 points to lead five in double figures in PC. They they, they never trailed the whole game. Yeah, and, and I, they, like the, I like this kid Bryson Goodine coming off the bench. He's a transfer from Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Jim Beheim didn't give him much of a chance to play. He hit four threes last night against Northwestern. And, of course, tonight against Virginia, just a different story. PC did make a little bit of a run to get it down to six, but they were really, really, to be honest with you, never never in this game at all. Well, they were straight, straight struggling yeah they were struggling no. but that's a that's not a bad loss against an ACC team that's that's always perennially in the still in, early in, in the year. yeah so of course Cooley's going to get his team battle tested you play Wisconsin in a tournament mm-hmm. you play you play Northwestern uh, two big two, two big 10 teams then you play an ACC team that won a national title two years ago win or lose this has to get you battle tested when you start playing Big East games against the Marquettes and the Georgetowns and the Villanovas and that's that's going to be uh it's gonna be. It's gonna bode well for this Friar team, I believe. Yeah, it's gonna. It's gonna build their confidence. It's gonna callous their mind, and they just gotta play. You know, they gotta. They gotta come within their own. The chemistry's gonna get there. Yeah, and I think Cooley's got this team going. Of course, David Duke left school early, and I think it may be a good thing for everybody. For him, he made the Nets, and congratulations to David on a two-way deal. But I think the Friars, maybe they all come together. It's an opportunity for more guys to touch the basketball and to show their skills. And I think PC's gonna have a pretty good year this year, and I think it's a crucial year. For Ed Cooley to get this team going and at least be flirting with the idea of of dancing in March to get to the to, to March Madness. Good analysis. Thank you. Good. Appreciate that. It's good. I like. And that. we're going to be covering them all yet, just Absolutely. so you know. You and I are going to be covering them because we're going to be going to some games, just okay. so you know. So be ready all for right. uh, ready. be ready for those nights where yes, you and sir. I are sitting at mid court. Oh. Okay. You won't get a nosebleed when you go with me. I just tell you that. Oh, I never do. Not bragging places. about seats, but uh, we're hooked up. So. All right. Moving on. Chump of the week, one of our favorite topics. Chump. I know I use the term utter swill, but I mean I've been telling you this guy's scum for years, and I know it's ELH. I don't care. AB throw any initials of AB. We're going to start math. with that. AB Antonio Brown, chump of the week. Reason is. Fake vaccination card again. It's under investigation. He's been out four games with an ankle injury, but this kind of ties into all of this. I I don't root for this guy. I know he's Brady's guy. I don't like him. Um, didn't we we dealt with this a few weeks ago? A guy from the Blackhawks, I think it was, or from the St. Louis Blues. I'm sorry, one of those teams. Yeah. He got caught with the fake vaccination card. The whole thing. So these guys. I mean, if is it that important for you to try to beat the system? Just get the shot, or don't get vaccinated, but don't try to fudge it. You're going to get caught. Yes. So, I mean, Brown is just, I think he's a complete scumbag. I think he's the worst human being in the world. ELH, ELH, Dean the Dream, Mikey Nails, Thanksgiving edition of the Chumps. But I just, I, I'll never root for that guy. And to see him do that, I just, I, I just, I, I, he's not worth the aggravation. I think he's still a good player, but I don't think he's an elite player anymore. Brady can win another Super Bowl without him. The thing that, the thing that he's doing is he's just, he's on the field. The guy could be one of the greatest ever. But what he does is he takes 10 steps forward, he takes 20 steps back. He does things that don't even make sense. Stop. Just be Antonio Brown. Go play the game. Catch the balls. And when you come off the field, shut your phone off and don't take videos and don't do stupid things. He shouldn't be allowed to even have a phone. No. I mean, he's just, he's a bad seed. Just but stop. of course, Brady just cares about uh, can he catch the football? And that's fine. That's what Tom's criteria is. If he wants, a ho- if he wants to beg Giselle to let him stay in their house, that's their business. Impressive. Hey, I'm back, man. I'm back. All right. Moving on. This day in history, one of Dean's favorite topics, Dean the Dream, a.k.a. Waves for the Babes. Go ahead. No longer. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, you know, we're not going to go there, but it's, it's one of Nails' famous sayings, but there's no more Waves for the Babes. I don't know if there ever was, but um, yeah. Anyways, this day in sports history, November 23rd. 
2018. Hey. Phil Mickelson. Did you say 2000? Oh, 2018. 2018. Phil Mick. Phil Mick, the lefty. Yeah. My guy, big on Phil. A lot of times he couldn't get the he couldn't win the big one, but I think he was already over the hump at this point. 2018, he had already won the big one, but he claims a nine million dollar winner take all prize in the dramatic match play golf uh, duel with uh, the legendary Tiger Woods, who of course is my favorite golfer of all time. He's great, and I think that was at a time when Woods had come back from the back injuries, and he was starting to trend upward again yeah. until the accident so at the time that this happened woods was starting to play great golf again and um he finished they both finished this tournament under um floodlights in las vegas okay so it's just an interesting thing sort of like a little match play thing it went um it went to the 22nd hole before uh before the lefty uh sank a four-foot putt for the victory so phil mickelson november 23rd 2018 claims a winner take all and of course both guys have enough money they'll never spend it but took the took the nine million dollar purse in this one nice little station identification you are listening to the sports jumps episode 24 on 88.1 fm w e l h providence we got approximately six minutes left and we are going to talk salty dogs Men's Senior Baseball League Fall Classic 2021 Champions. Salty Dogs. The word on the street, the word on the street is that Dean the Dream pitched a shutout. Now, I need to know if that is correct. It's a little difficult for me to talk about it, but I, I you know, it's the only way we could get to this point. I, I would never bring it up, but uh, I, I had a day. I, I, I can say I had a day. Let's just say I had... Maybe the you know maybe my father was looking down. How many I, innings? Um, it, well, it was seven innings, so it was a complete game. Usually we go nine, but because of the run rule, we we won fifteen nothing. So I only had to go seven. What day was it on? Thursday. Your father was watching. Yeah, I think he, he was. was. It was it was, he was emotional. It was emotional, and um and I couldn't have asked for any more to cap off a season that was you know I had a good season back here in Rhode Island for the Salty Dogs, as you see the Fall Classic champion hat that we got. Yeah, we got a little bit of swag, so it was all good. Um, Go grab the hat. All right. You keep it rolling while you I'm going to keep it rolling. 15 over league, fall classic down in Florida. They were playing in West Palm Beach. We got a little, uh, little, little gear here. Nice little hat. It's got blue with a, a yellow lettering, yellow and red lettering. West Palm Beach 2021. This is going to go up with the uh, bobbleheads, I can already see. You got a ball signed somewhere? Is I got the coming? ball from that game that my catcher um, that my catcher gave me. Okay. And uh, he was just tremendous behind the plate. He was one of my roommates on the trip. Uh, yeah, we, we, we call him Cisco. Cisco Kid. And probably one of the nicest kids you'll ever meet. He's 51. He looks like he's about 38. I mean, the kid's amazing. Uh, he called probably the best game. I mean, it was just it was it was it was just an amazing day. And of course, it was game five of the week. We needed to win that game to get into the postseason. Which, of course, and you know, we won't you know we won't believe the point, but I can't control Mother Nature. We got to the postseason, and it rained for the next two days, and they had to basically end the rest of the tournament. So basically, what I'm trying to say is we couldn't play for a ring to try to win the championship. Championship to win the World Series, but we were we were anointed and issued, you know, championship swag. Good because we won we won the division. So you deserve we, it. Yeah, we lost our first two. We won our next three. The three games that we did win to end the trip, we won those three games, forty-two to six. So we made up for the two games that we kind of stunk the first two games, but uh, we made it up. I want to congratulate uh, Frank. I will not say his last name on air. Well, I want to congratulate Frank. I know this is big for him. He's big, 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 big. He lives it. Uh, congratulations to Frank, to Dean, to the whole team. And a uh, big shout-out to Frank for organizing all this. He always comes to every year and organizes it, from what you're telling me. So uh, congratulations, he, yeah, Frank. He, he did a tremendous job, and he was obviously 7 for 14 on the trip. He hit 500, stole about 9, 10 bases. He did, he did everything. The guys that I stayed with in my room, the five guys that I roomed with, including myself, were all tremendous on the trip. My boy Luna, Mike Lunadelli, center fielder. He's 54 years old. Eight, uh, uh, 12 for 18 on the trip. Solid. All solid hits. Yeah. Cisco behind the plate. By the way, he also plays shortstop, second base, in the outfield. So the kid's very versatile. And um, I will mention one thing that was a little selfish on my part, and I have to mention this. I'd be remiss if I didn't say it. So obviously we have a big lead in the game. I'm throwing. I'm pitching well. I think we're three innings in. We're probably the first time around the order. I'm dealing. But also now all of a sudden we got a big lead. So now you start to see like, all right, let's get this guy at that position. Let's start moving some guys around. 
So Mike, my boy, who's who's sort of been the assistant coach, he's playing shortstop. His body's beat. He goes, oh, I'm thinking about making a move to put Cisco at shortstop. Now he's my catcher. Mm. I think you understand where this is going. Yes. Do I want to break up what I got going no. with my, you know, now we're going to go second time around the order. I haven't even. So made, you made the decision. I didn't make the decision. I did say to Mike, I heard him say it. He didn't come to me and say, he goes, I'm you know, kind of hurt. And he's like, Cisco, I'm thinking about, I said, um, you think you could suck it up at least for one more inning? Because I'm, I'm greedy now and I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah, you're on a roll. You're in a I, rhythm. Listen, it's, I don't care what the score is because Michael, basically we were considered champions because of the fact that we scored so many runs. So every run matters. Right. So even though if I'm up nine, nothing in the third. I can't afford to give up a five spot because that could that could have been the difference between us getting the hat and the sweatshirt. Right. It, it's big for me. You know yeah. what I mean? So at that point, this is my day. It's in your the time s- to shine. Yeah, and I got one appearance early in the week in a mop-up role. I threw a scoreless inning in that game also. So I had two pretty clean outings, eight innings, no runs. Solid. It was it was a dream come true, and it was just great to be out there and um, strike out that last guy of the game to, uh, to finish things off and to uh, move us on to the playoffs, which, of course... You know, that was pretty much the end of it for everybody, but it was still a great week. And um, I just want to shout out to my guys that were in my uh, my whole team. Everybody played great behind me, but uh, my room with the two mics and Frank and Cisco. And Cisco was the one guy that I had kind of just met, and it was just great to have that synergy and that, that chemistry behind the plate. I don't think I shook him off once during the day. It was a great day. Shout out to the Salty Dogs. Great, great, great year. Yeah. Over 50 fall classic. Really was solid. Thanks for following it all year. I appreciate Absolutely. it. I know he gave a shout out every week yeah. while I was here in Rhode Island, but to take it there and uh, be able to contribute and to pitch on the Astros field that the Houston Astros play on was a dream come true. Nice. And and it just is there was really nothing like Good, it. I'm, I'm happy for you. It. You deserve. You know what? After the year you had, you deserve to have some quality time at things you like to do, and you did. Thank you. I you absolutely it. did, and you proved that. It's no longer Little League. You're actually playing in the big leagues, and you got a shutout. I just can't believe that I went as long as I did. i got to be honest with you. In the, in the sixth inning, I was on fumes. There was two on, and we got out of the inning, and I was just I was gasping. And the coach walked by me and said, he goes, how are you feeling? I'm not, of course, I was, I was dead, but I'm not going to say that because it's like it didn't look like he wanted to pull the ball from me. Yeah. He's looking at the result. He's saying, all right, goose eggs, you're still in there. Right. And I, I don't want to give it up, but I, no. I kind of was toast. Well, so now with those last two you're innings. You're not young anymore. No, those last two innings was just adrenaline, and I, and I got it done. So. You got anything else you want to add to episode 24? Just, you know, obviously Thanksgiving week as we hear this show. Of course, it's Thanksgiving night as we go on ELH 8 to 9. You know, it's Thanksgiving. People have probably already had their meals. They strapped on the feed bag. They watch some football. They watch their Cowboys. They watch Soup Campbell in Detroit because they always play on Thanksgiving. Maybe they get off the schneid and get their first win. I don't know. But um, just be thankful for what you have. And, you know, if you have a lot of family or if you don't have a lot of family, be thankful what you have uh, for what you have because uh, life is precious. And it's just, you know, I've had a, you know, a year where – you know, I just lost another uncle this week, and it's just it's been it's been a difficult year. But if you have a strong support system, you have a good family around you, you can get through these tough times. Absolutely. As long as you have somebody, and of course, I wish and hope that you have a, uh, you know, have a great week, uh, holiday week yourself. Thank your you. Family. I wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving. The Sports Trumps wishes everybody out there listening a happy Thanksgiving. This is episode twenty-four, Thanksgiving edition. My name is Mikey Nails. I'm Dean the Dream, and you have been listening to The Sports Chumps on 88.1 FM, WELH Providence. Enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend. We'll see you next week. Take care of you. The noise, noise. When the sun goes down on my side of town, that lonesome feeling comes to my door.
Hurt inside of me Ain't never gonna hear 